0: Today on CityCast Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the teachers union finally have a deal and Chicago public school students are expected back to class tomorrow. They've been out for almost a full week as city leadership and the teachers union clashed over returning to in-person learning. But this was just another example of an increasingly contentious relationship between the mayor's office and one of the most influential unions in the city. It's Tuesday, January 11th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is Cash Chicago. After days of negotiations and name-calling and disagreements around COVID testing and in-person instruction, here's where CTU leadership and CPS landed last night. CPS promised to increase testing and contact tracing of students but they didn't agree to the union's proposal to require testing on all students with the exception of parents who opt out. Both sides agreed to shut down a school for at least five days if 30 percent or more of its teachers are absent for two days because of positive cases. A school would also close if 40 percent of its students were quarantining. But the agreement still needs to be ratified by union members, which could happen today or later this week. Nader Issa covers education for the Chicago Sun-Times. I talked to my boy yesterday morning before the deal was announced. I wanted to know what he was hearing from people who were actually at the bargaining table.
1: The the thing that, that maybe the public doesn't realize, given just how hostile, acrimonious things are in front of the press, the actual table, negotiations at the table, they're not sitting there and yelling at each other. They're there. They're talking things out it was it was like that last year. It was like that in twenty nineteen.
0: Everybody turns up for the camera at Twitter. Everybody pokes <laughs> exactly. their chess out when the cameras is there,
1: right. It's like, I mean, it's it's Twitter fingers, and then I don't know what you want to <laughs> what the equivalent is for a press conference.
0: Well, this is the third time in three years CPS classes have been disrupted due to labor disputes. We saw a very similar debate last school year when in-person learning was delayed. And then in 2019, during the mayor's first year in office, there was an 11-day teacher strike. How are these moments similar to each other?
1: In, in terms of the disagreement, the the poor relationship, the acrimony, I think they're identical. But the disagreements are never that huge sometimes like in the 2019 strike they even agree on the issues like the mayor said early on i agree with you we should have more nurses and social workers and counselors and that's that was one of the biggest asks from the ctu but she said i want to hire them on my own i don't want to put that in the contract I, essentially i don't want to be held to it by by the ctu contract and, and that that sort of dragged on.
0: Day ten of the Chicago Teachers Union strike has come and nearly gone, and still no deal. How much damage? A
1: Last year, they agreed on a lot of on, on a lot of things too, on masking, social distancing. Again, this year they're agreeing. Nobody wants to go full time back to remote learning. The C.T.U. is asking for a week, two weeks tops. They want more testing. The Chicago Public Health Commissioner, Dr. Allison Arwady, she said she wants more testing too. Pedro Martinez, the CPS CEO, when he came in in September, that was one of his first priorities. He wanted to increase testing.
0: Right, because the better the data, the stronger it is, the more assurance that both Dr. Arwady and I are going to have that we can then use that information and make adjustments as we need to.
1: They're not that far apart, but it's been acrimonious since the mayor came in. She keeps bringing up that the CTU endorsed her opponent, Tony Preckwinkle, in the mayoral race in 2019. The CTU doesn't like her, has never liked her as mayor, and they probably will run someone against her next year.
0: When we talk about these disputes, Nader, you know, we tend to see the mayor's office and CPS kind of lumped together as a monolith on one side and the teachers union as, a, you know, a, a one body on the other. Is that
1: accurate? The CTU is definitely not a monolith. There are a lot of members who agree with the actions the, CP- the CTU takes. And at the end of the day, the members are the ones voting on taking the actions. This labor action right now passed with 73% approval. But I've, I mean, I've, I've talked to a ton of teachers who have voted for this action that's happening right now there's mixed feelings. I mean, no one wants to go back to remote learning. No one wants to not see their students in person again. Teachers love their students. They love being in class. They love what they do. And so it's, it's hard on them to be out like this. And in terms of the other side of CPS and City Hall, I mentioned it. A lot of times CPS just wants to, to get the dispute over with and get kids back in classes. Mm-hmm. The, the folks at CPS are largely educators some of them used to be in, in, in the CTU as teachers, the ones who were educators, others not. Pedro Martinez, the CEO, was never a teacher. But they largely just want to get classes moving, get back on track. The mayor, for her, it's, it's usually more political. Yeah. It's, it's about the optics, about the politics between her and the CTU about sort of how she's running the city.
0: Well, one thing both sides have in common is they know how to lob threats during a beef, right? We've been failed by the mayor. We've been failed
1: by the public health office. I will not allow them to take our children hostage. The mayor's being relentless, but she's being relentlessly stupid. They abandon their posts and they abandon kids
0: and their families. They got some 1990s level shots taken at each other right now.
1: It is. It feels like a Bulls-Knicks playoff series. Come on. And an official in a meeting the other day literally said, this mayor sucks, she's dangerous, we need to get her out of office.
0: I'm not trying to make light of this, but you would think both sides was talking about like a criminal organization, the way they coin in on right. each other.
1: And the the reason that a lot of this drags on is because of those public shots. You You might have a productive day of negotiations, but a deal doesn't get done. And then the mayor holds a press conference afterwards and lobs shots at the CTU. Mm-hmm. And they're looking around like, well, what's going on? Why are you lobbying shots at us? And then they are just speaking of, will not relent. They are relentless on social media. In, ter- in terms of organizing and, and knowing how to push message, they are top tier.
0: We'll be right back. I want to back up a little bit. How are the issues at play in these disputes between LIFa and CTU similar or different to what we saw during the 2012 strike under former Mayor Rahm Emanuel? Uh, that was the first teacher strike in Chicago in 25 years.
1: The the turning point for all of these disputes was at the start of last decade, this sort of caucus called CORE in, in the Chicago Teachers Union. It's this ultra progressive caucus came to power. They ran a a leadership ticket with Karen Lewis. Jesse Sharkey was part of that. Stacey Davis-Gates was part of that.
0: Karen Lewis, the former head of CTU who passed last February. Sharkey, the current president, and Stacey Davis-Gates, the VP.
1: That's when the union moved away from only bargaining for the bread and butter union issues, pay, healthcare benefits. And they started to, to do what's called bargaining for the common good. We want smaller class sizes. We want more nurses, social workers. We want positions to help kids who are unhoused. And the reason that there wasn't a strike in 25 years is because Mayor Daly would always just give the teachers raises and sort of take care of that problem. They've found easy enemies in th- these past two mayors. Rahm Emanuel famously early on in his tenure cussed out Karen Lewis. People adored her. And when you say F you Lewis, I mean, it's like saying F you Betty White. Like, (laughs) right people are going to be upset. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so that's not to mention then the 50 schools that Rahm closed in 2013 that we're still seeing impacts of today. And then this mayor... She thought, I mean, she came in in 2019 saying, literally said, I'm not Rom." She thought she was getting it done by giving them pay and benefits. Trying to pull the
0: daily playbook and say, let me just give them a little money. They be quiet. (laughs) Exactly. Is it safe to say that Rom came in with a sense of, you already know who I am and this is how I'm going to communicate? And the mayor more or less came in uh, with a little political naivete, was caught off guard, and from there began to kind of lean into a more contentious relationship with CTU?
1: I think that's exactly it. I genuinely don't think the mayor expected 2019. She didn't expect that to happen.
0: I mean, it's easy to take shots at the mayor, right? She's out in the public eye every day, but CTU has their own agenda. How much is CTU leadership to blame for the impasse?
1: When you have to take a labor action, you have to sort of rile up your members. You have to rally them. You have to tell them what's happening is unjust. And they get so riled up that you read in the 2019 piece when it was time to land the plane, when Jesse Sharkey and Stacey Davis Gates realized Hey, this is this is as far as we're going to get. They had members like shouting at them in in meetings saying we need more mm-hmm. this isn't enough. I I don't know that the the leadership is necessarily at fault for that. Another thing is I think the CTU is sometimes reluctant to acknowledge m- minor issues. I mean, there's no reason that vote should have have been coming out at 11 Mm p.m. and letting parents know at 11 p.m. on Tuesday that there was no school Wednesday. Again, it wasn't the CTU that canceled classes. Obviously, CPS did. CTU wanted to teach remotely. But put yourself in a parent's shoes, whether it's remote classes or whether it's no school at all, your kid's not in school.
0: What effect do these drawn out political battles ultimately have on kids and
1: families? So first of all, we need to be clear. COVID has a lot of, puts a lot of anxiety and pressure on, on families. You then come back for two days and then find out there's no classes. I mean, their kids just right now aren't getting an education. They, the the CTU wanted to teach remotely while this, while this plays out, while the surge uh, is happening,
0: did they lock teachers out?
1: Yeah, and then and then the mayor said, "No, we're not, we're not doing that." There's no remote learning. Got into her argument of remote learning is bad for kids' mental health, academic achievement.
0: So no learning, no learning. So is no better.
1: learning, no learning. So Just no learning. Sit, is better. Sit,
0: at, sit at the crib, uh, trying to figure out who's gonna watch you today, but don't learn. That that's right. what's better for your mental health. Right. You know, Lightfoot has just over a year left before the next mayoral election. We talked about a little bit. Is there a path for her to resolve tensions with the teachers union before then? Or, you know, is she just counting this as an L and moving on?
1: No. If the acrimony, the disputes with the teachers union haven't been resolved by now, they're not going to be resolved heading into a mayoral campaign. In her three school years so far, there have been three labor disputes. She's three for three. CTU's her number one political opponent.
0: Nader Easter covers education for the Chicago Sun-Times. I appreciate you coming to CityCast Chicago. We'll definitely have you back, my friend.
1: Appreciate it. Have a good time.
0: Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Mayor Lightfoot selected the leader of the city's first Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability. Adam Gross will be executive director of the civilian-led group that was formed in response to community groups calling for more oversight over the Chicago Police Department. Cook County Jail is currently going through its worst COVID-19 surge. Nearly 900 total detainees and staff members have tested positive since December 1st. And some good news to get you through. The Shed Aquarium will be free from Thursday through MLK Day on Monday. You'll need a reservation, proof of vaccine, and of course, your mask. For more Chicago stories and events, check out our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. The microphone is live. Levels seem adequate.